Aloha, I'm Marcia Sortino. Welcome to Pay Radio, talk radio worth listening to. To all our regular listeners, thank you for coming back. To all our new listeners, congratulations. You just discovered one of the most powerful talk radio shows there is. As we get ready for this class, I suggest you find something to take notes with. Every show is packed with all sorts of inspiring, insightful ideas, ahas, and breakthroughs. While you find some paper and a pen, I wonder, how many people do you know are paid to learn, then paid to teach what they learn? I'll put that another way. I'm both a student and a teacher of Pay Me What I'm Worth. By the time I complete my class as a student, the money I'm paid to teach Pay Me What I'm Worth will cover what I paid Seoul University, and then some. At the end of our class, I'll tell you how to become a paid student and teacher for this life-changing journey. It's time to meet my class. We decided to be collectively known as Team Seekers. Here they are. This is Cindy Ashwine from Slingerlands, New York. Thank you for joining us on our radio show. I hope that you will be inspired by what you hear today. Kyle Davis, Lewiston, Maine. Howdy, y'all. This is terrific Tanya Heathcote from the beautiful state of Tennessee wishing you better brain health. Hey, everybody. Green Mays, and I am from Latrobe, Pennsylvania. This is Shirley May, Cincinnati, Ohio. This is David H. Paul from St. Cloud, Minnesota. Hello, Chris Peters, and I'm from Brandon, Manitoba, Canada. Rick and I live in Hawaii. Aloha. Aloha. This is Cheryl from Hawaii. Hello, everybody. This is Agnes Talley in Fayetteville, North Carolina. We're the home of the dogwood tree with its beautiful white flowers in the spring of the year. And finally, Aloha. Soul here, author of Pay Me What I'm Worth and Marsha's co-pilot on this journey. I hope we've given you enough time to grab a pad of paper and a pen to take notes. Our class starts now. How is this journey going for everybody? How is this adventure? We've completed our first significant leg. Looked at our stuff. We've looked at ourselves. We've looked at who we would like to teach, what we would like to teach. When it comes to that sense of worth, Does it feel good? Does it feel less mysterious, that worth item? I'm understanding that worth is a lot more than any type of material or monetary value. For me, it's really been about uncovering all the layers of myself that I can share with people. It's about who you are that makes you successful in life. I've made a few mistakes along the way. I have misunderstood some things about this process. Now that I am here again, and I can hear that entire meditation segment we just went through, I really am starting to understand what you're all about, Soul, what this is all about. I'm very happy. I have a place where I can learn how to become a successful entrepreneur where there's no boxes that I have to fit into. There's no criteria. I'm just allowed to be the best I can be. There's no expectation for me to be any more than that. I really appreciate that. 
I don't feel any threats threatened here or like I have to prove anything to anybody. I've highly enjoyed getting to know you. I'm very grateful for what you're doing for us, for who you are, and that there's people like you in the world makes me very happy. Mahalo. I can feel Marcia has a question for you. I just wanted to know if you're falling in love with yourself all over again. I'm starting to. I have had a lot of confusing times in the last while because of some of the events I've gone through. I know that because of those things, I've learned a lot more about myself, what I have to offer a partner, my audience for on our show, the class that I'm going to choose to teach, the people that I want to help. I can promise you guys that there is not a single person that I won't try and reach with this wonderful course because everybody needs to do this. If everybody in the world could learn what we're learning here, I would love that because the world would be a much more beautiful place than it is. I would love that for all people to know that they can be that. I know that I have a long way to go as well because I don't ever want to stop growing or learning about myself, what I can contribute to others, and the value I can offer other people. I think that's the highest sense of purpose I could attain for sure. I want to feel good about those kinds of things. I want to feel good about helping others. I would really want people to know that I feel there is so much that we are capable of. I want everyone to know that. Thank you, Chris. Now I'm going to ask the rest of the team, are you falling in love with yourself all over again? Are you starting to feel confident? I'm starting to realize a lot of things about myself that maybe were hidden or I wasn't quite sure of. Sometimes I think that I have my self-worth all figured out, that I have most things all figured out. Sometimes when I run into a situation that has adversity, it starts to become difficult and I say, I really don't know my self-worth. If somebody was possibly rude or somebody was mean or somebody tried to take my skills for granted, now I'm looking at it as myself. I have a lot more power than I really thought I had. I have a lot more skills than I had. I have a lot more abilities, traits, than I thought I had. When I stopped taking a lot of myself for granted, I stopped taking what I've learned and what I have to offer for granted. It really does change not only my perspective, but how I deal with others, how I'm going to deal with even myself. So you are discovering your blind spots, correct? Yes. Perfect. I thought I was confident. I did. I'd say I was the most confident guy I could handle any situation. Come to find out, there were situations that got real difficult. Maybe I'd either belittle myself or try and remove myself. I really wouldn't fight for my own worth. I really think I depreciated some of my own worth by not acknowledging that I had it. Thank you. Here's one thing that I do know, is that when we stop learning, when we think we know it all, life will... Give us an experience where we're going to discover, aha, it's a new learning experience. 
I don't know it all. I don't need to know it all. I just need to experience what is happening at that moment. Just let your divine presence take over. We don't have all the answers. We don't know what all the answers are, but it's okay. We just tap into our divine and we do what we have to do. Anyway, anybody else want to take a stab at that question? Are you feeling confident and are you falling in love with yourself all over again? Yeah, Marcia, it's Tanya. Hi, Um, Tanya. Yes, Yes, I am falling in love with myself. It's quite interesting. I felt it beginning yesterday. It seems that the last two days have been filled with complete joy, complete love, even romance with myself. It's been an exciting journey. Nice. I'm finding new skills that my entire life I told myself, the analyzer in me told me that I could never develop those skills. I've discovered over the last two days that those skills are not only strong in me, but all I have to do is reach in myself and use them, activate them. (laughs) Yes. When we put the analyzer aside and we just start exploring what we're made of, it's fun, isn't it, Tanya? Yes, it is. Awesome. And I'm exploring my creativity more now. Now that I've changed my lifestyle with my diet and stuff, I'm looking at all these new recipes and everything and wanting to explore cooking and baking more. Wow. That must be nice. Yes, that's exploring for sure. Are you feeling confident? Oh, yeah, okay. Yes, I'm feeling more confident, yes. Perfect. I have an experience with the meditation that was wonderful guidance. The first word that I really identified with was the focus on love. Am I falling in love with myself all over again? Yeah, I found myself being taken back to being young. Maybe the time before all of that good social programming. (laughs) (laughs) I've had some experiences of just reinvigorating that, that true explorer, reinvigorating that part of me that I see as divine, that I see as God. One of the things that came to me was that through the love, through the focus on first getting at peace to be able to experience that love, through practicing that, teaching that, I find my way to ease, my worth and my value and my confidence skyrockets. I know how to do that. Wow. I get more excited, more enthused, more thrilled because I get to do that as who I am and what I present to the world. There's immense value and immense worth in that. I also believe by focusing in the love, by focusing on that one thing, the love that is, It always will be. It helps change me at not just a cellular level, but a DNA level. That's my next level of exploration. It just came to me. Aha! I get to explore releasing at the DNA level. I get to explore installing love. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! 
Listen, that divine source is just overflowing. It's there all the time for us. It's a wonderful feeling. Abundance doesn't begin to describe it. It just doesn't quite get there. Abundance doesn't quite reach it, all that is. (laughs) (laughs) You get a flavor of it. (laughs) Right. Let's see. I guess the wording of your question throws me because I was never in love with myself to begin with. I mostly have despised myself all my life, never had much self-worth. I don't think I am, again, falling in love with myself. I know that my self-worth during this course has become a lot more than what it ever was because I have gone over my skills, looked at them, felt the worth in those, a few other different things that we've done during the class has boosted my self-worth. I am feeling a lot more confident. I can certainly go and do things that I had never been able to do previously to this time in my life with a lot more confidence, just knowing that I can do it. It's really helped me a lot. Great. Now, the next thing I really want you to focus on, Cheryl, is feeling the love for yourself. Feel it, girl. Feel it with all your heart. Feel everything that's happened to you is coming from the source of love. Because it is. Everything that we go through in our lives, there's a source behind it. It's right there for us. I found that after three chapters, I was going over the three chapters today, going over the fourth chapter again, I found it's been an awakening for me. I've never disloved myself. I've always been confident, but I find that I was missing a few things along the way. This process that I'm going through now is helping me sort of pick up the pieces of my life, put them back together. I'll give you a short story example. For many years, it's hard for me to share this with It's sort of a weird thing, and I'm not used to sharing this. For many years, I tried to find out my Native American spiritual name, and I knew that when I started paying me what I'm worth that I would be able to find that. It's more of a self-seeking. You don't really go to someone to find that out because what I found out, another thing I found out about paying me what I'm worth is you seek within yourself. You don't have to go external. I asked for myself to realize my Native American name, it came to me, which it seems sort of silly. So last right. night, I got up in the middle of the night. So I walked out my back door, and there was a white owl sitting on the stump staring at me. Oh, so wow. It made me realize a lot of things about myself. The white owl looked at me, and then he just flew off. There's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Thank you, Marcia. Well, thank you, Rick. That was an enjoyable story. It's amazing how when you ask for a sign, it comes, doesn't it? All right, I'd like to hear from Carl now. Are you feeling confident and are you falling in love with yourself? Well, now that I opened that little box and found out my inner self that I never knew about, yeah, I'm falling in love with myself all over again because all those things are now coming pretty much true into my life and 
making me a whole different person. All because I've allowed myself to slow down the race that was going through my mind long enough, and it's maybe what I'm worth, and it's meditation that I've been doing. Part of it is, is I've reached that inner third eye where now I'm beginning to be aware by exploring that I never did in my whole life, hoping I could get all I could out of it and never really got what I needed out of it. Such as that might sound funny. I just like scanned it. That's analyzing. I realized what analyzation and exploration is in my mind, and they're two different storylines. I never would have known that if it wasn't for paying me what I'm worth. That's where I go with that, Marsha. Thank you. Great, Carl. It sounds like you are giving your inner self a hug every day. Perfect. Okay, here's my next question to you folks, Team Seekers. I want to know, ponder for a moment collective potential that we have right here in Team Seekers. What sort of feelings happen when you ponder this collective potential? I feel like we have the power to change many lives. We're all brilliant. We're all geniuses here. That's why we're doing this. We can just touch so many people, it's unreal. I can't even begin to describe it with all the brilliance we have here. It's just crazy. I'm so happy that I have all of you because that means that my vision can be realized faster because I have many minds working towards the same goal. It's not going to take as long. I just think our potential is unlimited. That with this unity and love that we have amongst us, that we can change the world into having a lot more knowledge about themselves. The world races on and on. They only show the outside. They only show just what they want to show the, the world. As Rick says, he didn't know how he was going to say this in the public sense. And I can feel his notion on that. I'm just curious, are you thinking or feeling right now? Let me just clarify the difference here. I feel that, dot, dot, dot. That's actually thinking. I'm feeling wonderful about our team. I'm feeling fantastic that our team has such good vibes. That would be feeling. Can you use an emotion after the word feel? I feel good. I feel happy. I feel afraid. When we connect those type of words, we're speaking them because speaking it is so powerful. It will connect us on that level that our body starts feeling it. Carl, one more time. Use an emotion. I feel fantastic. I feel happy. I feel great. I feel afraid. I feel happy. I feel enthusiastic. I feel overwhelmed. (laughs) Carl, Carl, do you right now see how your analyzer and your explorer are going, ah! Well, I can't cut it off. Help, help. (laughs) Team Seekers, do you 
feel that that dance with the analyzer to the explorer. Yes. As the explorer kicks in, ladies and gentlemen, I feel excited. I feel screwed off. I feel angry. I feel those feelings will shut the analyzer down. If that's what you want. I digress. <laughs> I feel excited and interested because of that, because I don't have to listen to the analyzer. I'm feeling great. When you speak it, you're adding that emotion to it. Your body starts really believing. Integrating. Yes, integrating. integrating. Thank you. <laughs> Have we talked about integrating before, Marcia? <laughs> no, not really. Not in this class. This is our first time, so. <laughs> Marcia has posed some great questions that have really helped me to tune in, to tap in, and turn on just a little bit more. I feel incredibly excited, lethally enthusiastic, having found this amazing team, having found all of you. I want you all to know that whether you know it or not, I feel your support in everything I do as a leader, everything I do as just a, a dad, everything I do just being David. I feel so supported by all of you. I sure welcome you to feel the same when you think of me. I'm holding a space of peace. I'm holding a space of love. I'm holding a space of your highest well-being, always. Thank you, David. (laughs) Integration. As we dive into Chapter 4, you're going to discover that all the hard work that you've been doing, kind of like getting out the massive bulldozer, digging deep into our field, very deep sometimes into our field, we have unearthed a lot of stuff. Now it's time to take a shift in perspective such that up until now, we've been focused on our trees in our forest. We've been focused on the leaves on the trees in our forest. We've been focused on sometimes things that are really quite difficult to see when we're so close to ourselves. Have you found yourself surprised along this way that all this stuff has been right in front of your nose all this time? True? I have at times, yes. (laughs) It's right there in front of my nose. It pops up. I'm like, aha, it's been there the whole time. Good grief, where have I been? (laughs) Now we shift our perspective. In chapter four, it's time to climb out of the valley, take our trek up to the mountaintop. We're going to spend a significant amount of time on this chapter. No rushing, savor it, because it's a pretty hearty chapter. Here we take all the ingredients. Chapters one, two, and three are your ingredients for chapter four. Chapter four may feel like, good God, soul, you got to be kidding me. I get that all the time. I mean, Marsha, the first time you read through Chapter 4, you probably wanted to throw the book away, right? (laughs) I said, oh, my gosh. It's been so long for me since I've done a project like that. Okay, let's see. Let me get the tools. Let me see what I can come up with. I've had to rely on a lot of it was relying on memory 
And I was so thankful that I could remember what years my kids were born because they were in between those times I could remember things. A lot of this is really going to help. I was surprised to see my valleys, my peaks, all that. It really showed me what was happening during my life, what was not good and what was good. It just shows you everything. It showed me so much. It helped me to remember so many moments that I don't want to forget that I cherish in my life. Marsha, did you say that you basically barfed your brain on paper with this chapter? Yes. (laughs) Yes. I do so appreciate being able to go back in time, remember things, recognize that these experiences that happened to me, some of these experiences, most of them were my teachers, all of them as a matter of fact. I learned Mm -hmm. something. It made me see that, wow, I do have wisdom. I have a wisdom bank that is filled. (laughs) I was really surprised. Yes. In the musical concept, and Kareem, maybe you can speak to this, there's this musical term called a refrain, or sometimes it's the chorus line. Is it fair to say, Kareem, that a chorus line is a way to ground you, kind of focus, reground after the latest verse? I could agree with that, yes. I'd also say to motivate as well. Very good. What do you think is the power When I recognize a pattern, when I recognize a theme, when I recognize in advance, here we go again, because I'm aware of my patterns and themes, what do you think that might do for me? I think when it comes to our personal lives, if we get into a pattern so much, it becomes difficult to break it. You have to break it at the subconscious level, because all patterns start out consciously, then you remember them to be subconscious, similar to how we learn how to drive or how we learn how to walk or talk or do anything for that matter. I think if the patterns you're in aren't producing the results you want, it's time to subconsciously look at changing the pattern. That's a good start. What are some other reflections about unearthing a pattern. Let me refocus or take the prism and turn that prism just a little bit so that it refracts a different light. With possibly years, decades of doubt, guilt, shame, and worry of dust. We're going to think of doubt, guilt, shame, and worry as dust, dirt, grime, filtering onto our windows. Years, possibly decades of filth on our windows. Could I even see the tree outside the window? Could I even see if it's cloudy or clear? Could the theme of weather be even seen with all that grime? No. So chapter four, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to find out what are our subtle success and sabotage themes. What you're trying to say is in this chapter, we will be finding out a lot of the things Going along the timeline, we'll be able to see the things where we have messed up, hopefully be able to change that around. 
our lives will be able to be a lot better. Quit sabotaging ourselves in our personal lives, in our business lives, and everything else. Bingo. As we map out all the chatter in our head, think about this. Mapping out decades of information. I take you through this process step by step. We've got eight different levels we're going to map out. As you map it all out, there's no right way or wrong way to do this. And one of the more fabulous ways that I remember one person doing is they didn't use a sheet of paper. They used a 16-foot expanse piece of floor. They got eight different colored post-it notes. They started putting post-it notes on this floor. One person used a wall, and they kept adding things with the post-it note. It's like a giant-sized jigsaw puzzle started forming, and they could move the post-it notes around, and they started taping up pictures from their scrapbook, pictures from magazines, letters from people, different things like rosaries, diplomas. They just started throwing all of this stuff up on the wall. Then they took even an added step. They took a red yarn and a green yarn, like a line going across a, a chart. They started to literally chart out when were they the happiest with green and when were they the saddest with red. They charted it out on top of all of that. They couldn't understand why they were the saddest when they had the most money coming in why were they were the happiest when they had the least money coming in? Because in that person's life, at that moment in time, money equaled success, equaled happiness. It blew them out of the water, yeah? Chapter four, take your time. If you use paper, great. Allow yourself to slowly put this all together. No right way, no wrong way to do this. If you're perfectionist, starts looking at your chart and going, oh my God, what a mess. Who's speaking, your explorer or your analyzer? Analyzer. Bingo. The analyzer was kicked awake from your perfectionist, yeah? This can be as messy. This can go through as many iterations as you want. Imagine gazing at a beautiful huge side of a building size picture for an entire day, just taking it all in and then allowing our dream state, allowing our subconscious to play with it. Then after we've dreamed, our subconscious kicks in. Each day as you're putting this timeline together, I encourage you to spend maybe just five minutes just glancing at it. No analyzing, just glancing at it. See where your eye goes. Jot down some stuff in your own paper diary. Then each day, as you fill in it in a little bit more and a little bit more, you just keep glancing at it. And I know this from firsthand experience. You're going to have a dozen different whoa moments. The bits and pieces of the puzzle slowly begin to gel. What would you say if I came to you and said, so... I found a self-sabotaging belief. I wanted to subconsciously start to work on it. How would you approach that? I would invite you to play with the reality that the mere fact that you've become aware of it, you're already ending it. 
I see. That's the power in this work, ladies and gentlemen. The mere fact we become consciously aware of something that we have been consciously doing because of doubt, guilt, shame, worry, the perfectionist, the judge, the daily grind, the critic, the controller, all of the chaos of daily life, it's so subtle that you didn't even know you were doing it. I know that when I sense a lesson coming on, Kareem, it's like it's a familiar lesson. It may be a self-sabotaging thing. I sense that I could easily sabotage myself. The fact that I become aware of it, I stop sabotaging myself. Key element here. Thank you for that question, Kareem, because the key element, as you're doing this timeline, when the analyzer kicks in, oh, what an idiot. Oh, how silly. Oh, how stupid. Oh, how whatever. When your analyzer starts getting noisy, what are you going to do about it? Marcia, when you were doing your first timeline, did that analyzer have a heyday with you? Yes, absolutely. That first week as I was putting together a timeline, the easiest part was putting down years. <laughs> the rest of it was, oh, okay, now what's next? Honestly, for me, it got to the point where I didn't even do it in order anymore. I just started Good. writing down what I could remember between this year Good. and this year. Then it built itself up after that. As you were building that timeline, did the analyzer go, oh, God, that's a mess? Yes. <laughs> yes. I always go back to the idea that, hey, creation is not always without a mess. So... <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> we'll wrap up with this notion. This timeline, you actually are going to unearth your life blueprints. It's how we have constructed, it's how I have constructed my timeline, is how I have constructed my life. I know as a former interior design professional, most rehabs, most building sites are a mess until about two hours before the party is about to start. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to be uncovering your own set of blueprints. And the key to having fun with this is having your explore always with you. When the analyzer kicks in, imagine just hugging this beast, hugging this analyzer, going, thanks for bringing that up. I got it down. Then... Shift back to the explore. Acknowledge your analyzing. Don't push it away. Don't try to shut it up. For every action, there is a reaction. But if we embrace, if I embrace my analyzer with this, wow, that's a cool idea. Where'd you get that from? <laughs> the analyzer <laughs> wants to go into anal And I keep going, well, that's even a more interesting idea. Where'd you get that from? Where'd you get that from? I turn into a two-year-old. Why? Eventually, my analyzer goes, oh, for God's sake, I'm out of here. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I am impressed with where you have taken yourselves. I want to bow again in gratitude for all the hard work you're doing. I know this is hard work. Over the next two months, as we get into this timeline process, pace yourself. I'm going to say to the team, thank you so much for coming to class today. I appreciate all of you. Let's have some fun with this timeline we're going to create. You will be amazed 
at how much this is going to help you. Time to close this class. What did you get out of this show? We truly want to know. Simply post in the comment box at the bottom of this page. After hearing so many people experience so many ahas, I wonder, are you ready to take this class yourself? We start new classes each time we have 12 or more people ready to go. You're listening to Marcia Sortino, Team Seekers, Team Captain. Get in touch to learn how to become one of Pay Me What I'm Worth's paid instructors today. And remember, before you go, think about who else would enjoy our classes. Post this show on your social networking sites to help more people enjoy some weekly wit and wisdom. Aloha. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. 